Welcome to the broadcast today. Thank you so much for concluding your week with the Bible Tracks broadcast. It's so impactful to me. It means so much to me, the relationship that you and I have, even though you might not be familiar with the intricacies of my life, and I might not even know your first name. The fact that we have this relationship through this microphone to your speakers and that you would take time out of your day to listen right now means much to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to flip the script just a little bit from our normal schedule if we can. We're going to jump right into discipleship study number four on prayer from our discipleship studies that you can get on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. There's something I'd like to talk about at the conclusion of the broadcast today. I mentioned that I'm going to tell you how to get started praying. This is directly from the Bible study, and if you need more information and you'd like to hold the paper copy of this study in your hands, you can do so. Just order it on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. Let's jump in right now. We'll talk a little bit more about some other subjects in just a moment, but let's begin with how do I get started in prayer? Turn to Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 6. Matthew chapter 6. And verse number six, I'll give you just a moment to find it there. I know we're just in the beginning of the broadcast. Grab your Bible, keep it nearby. If you don't have a print, a physical Bible nearby, open up your phone to your favorite Bible app. Join me there if you would. Matthew 6, 6 says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Your closet refers to a definite place of prayer. Does that mean that you need to build an addition to your home and add an extra large closet that you can kneel in or lay in and pray on your hands and knees? Not necessarily. You see, the living room, an office, maybe a back porch could be a good place for you. Some people choose to walk around the block while praying. But make sure that you have a definitive place. If you don't get this first step out of the way, your prayer life is going to be very inconsistent. I'd recommend finding a definite place as you get started in the exercise of prayer. Number two, begin your morning with prayer. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first. Seek ye first. Did you know that every word that's in the Bible is there for a reason? God was very particular, very specific with his wording. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. God wants the first part of your day. It's amazing how we put all sorts of other things first before God and we still expect him to hear us. Now, does that mean that you cannot pray throughout the day? No. What it means is we should make a habit of acknowledging God first. Number three, be yourself. Did you know, can you believe this? God is not impressed with big words or these and thous when praying. You don't have to sound like Socrates or Mark Twain or Abraham Lincoln when you pray. You need to sound like fill in the blank with your name. Be yourself. Talk to God the same way you would talk to a good friend. The same way you talk to your father if you're on good terms with your earthly father. That's the way you should speak to God. Let me just put in a small parenthetical thought here. 
If you're not on good terms with your earthly father, two thoughts. Number one, do your best to repair that relationship if you can, if your father is still living. Number two, though, God Almighty wants to be a father figure in your life. He should be the supreme father figure in your life. And so do not feel down on yourself if you do not have what most would consider a good father figure in your life. God wants to fill that role for you. Number four, be definite. So here are some things we talked about. Have a definite place. Begin your morning with prayer. Be yourself. Next, be definite. Call people's names out in prayer. Name the specific need. Ask for certain amounts when praying for finances. Did you know that a prayer like, God bless everybody I know, amen, those should not be even uttered. That's flippant. That's weak. That's inexcusable when we have the opportunity to talk to God. Be definite. Number five, pray about everything. The Bible tells us, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. John fifteen seven. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. There's more scriptures here. You can get the actual physical print copy of this discipleship study on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. We've talked about a definite place beginning your mornings with prayer, being yourself, be specific, be definite. Number five, pray about everything. Number six, and lastly for now, pray all the time. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. We are always to have a prayer in our heart. Franklin Field once said, the great dividing line in success and failures is five words. I did not have time. Number one, that is so often a lie. We have the time. We have time for what we want to make time for. It depends on where our priorities lie. Friend, do your priorities lie in prayer? Or are you lying to yourself? I'm going to sum up this with a poem that is found on the backside of this discipleship study right above the notes section. It's called The Secret. I met God in the morning when the day was at its best, and his presence came like glory of the sunrise in my breast. All day long the presence lingered, all day long he stayed with me, and we sailed in perfect calmness o'er a very troubled sea. Other ships were torn and battered, other ships were sore distressed, but the winds that seemed to drive them brought to us a peace and rest. Then I thought of other mornings, with a deep remorse of mind, when I too had loosed the moorings with the presence left behind. And I think I know the secret, learned from many a troubled way. You must seek God in the morning, if you want him through the day. Very powerfully put in poetry. Let me encourage you to consider prayer worthy of your time. We're going to sum up this discussion of prayer with a short reading from E.M. Bounds's book on prayer. After we do that, I have a few other small things to discuss with you. I'm excited to share those things with you in just a moment. But stick with me as I read another short passage from E.M. Bounds' book on prayer. 
The book points out that a man once wrote of Martin Luther's praying, said this, I cannot enough admire the extraordinary cheerfulness, constancy, faith, and hope of the man in these trying and vexatious times. He constantly feeds these gracious affections by a very diligent study of the word of God. Not a day passes in which he does not employ in prayer at least three of his very best hours. Once I happened to hear him at prayer. Gracious God, what spirit and what faith is there in his expressions. He petitions God with as much reverence as if he were in the divine presence and yet with as firm a hope and confidence as he would address a father or a friend. I know Martin Luther would say in his prayers, you are our father and our God. And therefore, I am sure you will bring to naught the persecutors of your children. For if you fail to do this, your own cause being connected with ours would be endangered. It is entirely your own concern. We, by your providence, have been compelled to take a part. You, therefore, will be our defense." While I was listening to Luther praying in this manner, at a distance, my soul seemed on fire within me to hear the man address God so like a friend, yet with so much gravity and reverence, and also to hear him, in the course of his prayer, insisting on the promises contained in the Psalms, as if he were sure his petitions would be granted." I know in reading each of these things, as I conclude the reading for today, that this burns within me, fires up within me, within my soul, a desire to pray, a desire to see God moved by my prayers. Let me lay to rest one thing, one point of this that may hurt you in the long run. You hear that Martin Luther prayed for three hours a day. It seems to be at minimum. Let me point this out. The only way he was able to get to that point of three hours of prayer, over 10% of his life in prayer, was because he worked up to it. Prayer is like a muscle. It needs to be exercised. Friend, if I, in the sad physical state that I am, were to sit down on a bench and lay back on a bench press and start to do repetitions, I won't tell you out of shame what the weight might be. Regardless of what the weight might be, I don't know how many reps I'd be able to survive. I don't know how many push-ups I'd be able to do right here and right now. I, I'm fairly confident we could get into the double digits, but I don't know how much further we would go. And you know why that is? Because I don't exercise as I should. May that not be so of our prayer life. And may we get our physical bodies into shape as well. That would probably, probably be a good thing. Maybe I should pray as I do push-ups. Hmm, there's a thought. Anyway, I do have one more thing I want to share with you before we conclude the broadcast. Let me tell you about the fact that you can visit our website. And if you have not done so recently, in the last month or so, we have rolled out a brand new update to our website. We're so excited to share with you. BibleTracksInc.org looks the part of a premier ministry for the gospel of Christ. And I'm so excited about the work that our operations manager, Austin Marriott, has done to that end. He's done a phenomenal job with the website. The store is live. It's working very well. 
And when I say store, it almost needs to be referred to as something else because everything in it, for the most part, is free. The only thing that you will find in the store that there is a charge for at this current time is if you're interested in customized tracks. For your church or ministry, if you need some high-quality, beautiful, full-color, excellently designed tracks, you can find those in our website, and you can get them for free, but if you'd like them custom and printed, if you'd like your church information there, they're made to be part of the design, very nice fonts. It's not just a stamp. It's a very nicely done. If you'd like those, there is a small charge for that, and we'd love to help you with that. The cost just helps cover the excess time and setup that it takes to do customized work in the shorter runs. Normally, we print our tracks 250,000 or a million at a time, and so we'd love for you to take advantage of that. Thanks for joining us this week for the Bible Tracks broadcast. God bless. You have a great day for His glory. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.